0: I want you to uh, go over to the book of Lamentations for a moment. I want to talk to you tonight about the marks of the renewed heart. Uh, we spent some time talking to you about the habits that uh, bring spiritual renewal, that facilitate spiritual renewal in your life. And uh, if you're doing these things, and you're doing them with such, uh, some measure of consistency, then you're gonna have the marks of the person who's renewed. I can't think of anything more important right now in the American church than for God's people to be renewed. Uh, Doesn't mean that we're a bunch of backsliders going to hell, hell, but it means we need to be the best version of ourselves we can be, the most on fire we can be for God. Could I have an amen? Amen. And so I believe he is interested in in the renewed heart. He is interested, not just some folks that went to Asbury, but he wants Asbury to go everywhere. Turn to somebody and say, "I'm I'm welcoming him. In my heart at a whole new level in Jesus' name. Now, I'm not going to rush uh, through these marks. So we spend a couple weeks, uh, eight or nine weeks, on the, these marks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm confident it'll take more than one. Probably. But, uh, but how many know that we need to understand what God says about these things? We, we need to be displaying the marks of a person who's actually renewed. Uh, we should look and act and, and be different in the world, but watch this. We should also be different from religious people. We're not serving a dead God. We're not dead people. He didn't call us to be religious. He called us to be on fire for Him. And so there are certain things that mark us that way. And you know the Scripture, in Lamentations chapter three, verse twenty-two. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They're new. Every morning, great is your faithfulness. Now, when you read this, you get the idea that uh, mercy and grace is available how often? Every single morning. So how often should we be experiencing renewal? Every single day. But you know, what happens a lot of times is people will, uh, you know, take a hiatus from this thing, weeks, months, sometimes even years, and, and find themselves in a place that's not victorious, It's not really what God has for them. They know the truth, and if they just make some adjustments, you know, things begin to fall in in line in terms of their lives spiritually. But here, you want to be encouraged tonight that you don't have to wait periods of time to be renewed. You never have to come out of a state of renewal. And have a better amen. Bryce is in agreement back there. Are you in agreement tonight with this? You do not have to come out of a place of renewal. You can be constantly in a place of renewal. And how you do that? Well, you, you know, as well as I do, we talked about the habits of spiritual renew, renewing the mind, and then do what? Renew it again. And then do what? Renew it again. Well, pastor, I did this for a month. Bless your heart. Do it again. And then what? And then do it again. Because your mind is being bombarded constantly by all this anti-God, anti-Christ, anti annointing revelation out there. That is, it's completely, it's a revelation to hell. It's completely diametrically opposite to the Word of God. And if you just sit there neutral, look at somebody and say you can't be neutral in the kingdom of God. Yeah, kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it. By force, Jesus said, "Look, if you're lukewarm, I'll what? Spew you out of my mouth. You wouldn't be what? Either cold or hot. But how do you know what He wants us to be? Is hot. Say hot. And you can't do that when you're just sitting there idling, and all this stuff's being thrown at you. That's what we've had in this generation. We've been idling while perverts have been moving into our school system to teach our kids perversion." We have been idling while in the 60s and 70s, they took school and the Bible out of our schools. We were idling. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We were, we were idling and our eyes closed when the enemy began to move on systematically into every single gate of our experience as a society to take dominion and authority over and That's why they get upset, for example, in North Carolina, when recently the legislature overrode the veto of a governor to have widespread school choice across the state. Well, you think everybody is for that? No. You, if you think about it, you want your child to go to the best school possible and you should have a right to make that decision. Yes. Private, parochial, public, whatever the case may be. In some places, the private schools are terrible, the public schools are still in shape. But in a lot of places in the country, you know, uh, parents want to send their kids where they want them, whether it's across town, across the street, or in another county. Or a Christian school. And North Carolina got a hold of that. Governor didn't like that. So now he's declared a state of emergency over education. Abusing the emergency of power in his state because he doesn't like what the legislature did, trying to circumvent their overriding ability. See what's happening in this country? In other words, you're going to do it my way or else. While we were idling. I want to see Kentucky do the same thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying to? You? Yeah. Uh, why we were just sitting there and it's not just you and me, you know people that have grew up in the, in the things of God. Our, our kids are at stake now yeah. while we idle. Turn to somebody and tell them, stop idling. Stop. Amen. Renewing the mind, then do it what? Renew it again. Then do what? Renew it again. Ten years from now, do what? Renew it again. And we talked about how you need to refresh the heart. How often? Every single day, getting into His presence, fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost, listening carefully for His instructions and His directions and His redirection in your life, connecting, number three, to the church and then reconnecting to the church. This will surprise some people who think they can go it alone, but you will never, ever, ever stay renewed thinking that you can do it without the church. Amen. They can't do it. You will always have a dimension of your life, your spiritual walk that is not in order. And you know what part the devil will attack? That part, the part that you neglect. So say it with me, renewing my mind, refreshing my heart, reconnecting to church. You say, I've reconnected, Pastor. That's great. Now stay connected. Uh, Because the devil will come after you. He'll try to highlight something that the devil thinks is a big deal, and you should too. He'll try to get you to forget about all the positive things that are going on. He'll he'll remind you that there are hypocrites in the church. Let me help you out here. You don't need to be reminded there are hypocrites in the church. There are hypocrites in the church. There might even be a few here tonight. Where else you want them to be? I mean, think about a Christian saying, "I'm not going to church because of the hypocrites." it never stopped you going from Walmart. And you work with them every day. You spend more time with hypocrites during the week than you ever spent with them at church. Who's the hypocrite? We need the hypocrites in church. Do you you think they're going to get converted at the bar? No. No. The only hope they have is by staying connected to the church. And under this corporate anointing, as we've talked about, where so many cool things happen, they're just things that happen together that do not happen separately. And He works overtime to isolate you. Amen. So don't let that happen. Make up your mind. Uh, Make up your mind that you're not a person that can be offended. That's right. Amen. Grow thick skin. I mean, some Christians, look at somebody say, some Christians, are pretty thin-skinned. Now, let me help you out here. When you come to a Word church and a Holy Ghost church, from time to time, you're going to feel like you've been skinned, and the Word itself is tough. It's just, I mean, the standard is high, isn't it, church? Yes, it is. So from time to time, it's, it's, it's going to rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, apply the revelation that God gave Brother Osteen. If the cat's, amen, going the wrong way, amen, turn, it turn the cat around and it won't be rubbing your fur the wrong way anymore. You'll be just fine. Thin-skinned Christians, look at somebody and tell them, no, that's not me. No. <laughs> so I am thick-skinned. I, I can take it. I can take it. And then there's a mentality in church that says, well, people work this way and people are you know, shopping this way and want to go on vacation this way. You have this idealized idea of what your brothers and sisters should be, and that's part of the problem. That's right. If you want some help here, they're just like you. Oh. Would you divorce yourself? It's getting awful quiet here tonight, <laughs> Divorce myself. <laughs> yes, Amen. Say it with me, renewing the mind, renewing the mind. refreshing the heart, reconnecting, reconnecting to the church. Uh, there's just no way that we're going to get to a place of, of daily renewal without these things. Um, there are a lot of people that believe they don't need the church. It doesn't take all that. And they found out during COVID, boy, that was a lie. It's right. And if you really want to peel back the layer, you want to peel back the curtain, the spiritual curtain, see what was going on. The devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to destroy the church all over the world. And um, by what? Trying to shut the church down. Say, well, that shouldn't matter. We can do it online. And the church is not really a building. It's, It's the people. Have you noticed that the people don't function very well when they're the body, but they're out there with no connection to the rest of the body? There's a lot of backsliding going on during COVID. Why? We need each other. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Uh, I was uh, watching a, a ball game on TV during COVID, and nobody could go to the stadium. So you know what they did? They put up little cardboard faces, and then they used canned sounds, cheers. And then a, a friend of mine actually did it in his church. There was nobody to preach to, so he started using cardboard. I and I mean, you know, it's kind of ironic because that's kind of what the church became. Cardboard cutout church with canned sounds, no substance. I mean, what happens if the cardboard cutoff and you turn it sideways like that? <laughs> There's not much substance there. But how I mean, you know the devil did his best, but his best isn't good enough? Amen. So I'm not going to relitigate and go over all these principles again. These, these messages are all online. But uh, we, are, we are not going to stay renewed by ourselves. No. So you I mean, I need, I need the church, the church to, stay to stay renewed. renewed. I, can't I can't do it all by myself. All by myself. Can you renew your mind, refresh your heart? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. But you cannot duplicate on your own all of the corporate benefits of being in the house of God. No, that's that's right. Amen. Amen. Lamentations 521. Restore us to yourself, Lord, that we may return. Renew our days as of old. Restore us. You see the concept of renewal. Then uh, Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 4.16, therefore we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed. Day by day. Anybody here getting older? Raise your hand if you're getting older. In terms of earth terms physically. But in terms of eternity, guess what's happening? You're actually being renewed day by day. Saying I'm being renewed day by day. Some of you are thinking I wish my inner renewal day by day would tell my outer self about it. And it's fine, do what you want to do. Uh, cut your hair, amen. Dye your hair, wear a wig. Paint your face. Um, you feel impressed uh, to have some cosmetic surgery, do whatever you're going to do. But the reality is, the ultimate thing that we need to be doing is making sure that inner man has the marks of renewal. Does that make sense? Um, praise the Lord. Glory to God. And that and nobody judge you over what you choose to do. Take care of yourself. Amen. That was really weak. (laughs) Take care of yourself. (laughs) But even if you take care of yourself and you live long enough, what's going to happen? You're getting raptured, you're going by way of the grave. But we believe that you should be believing God to live out your days. Say it with me length of days. Strength of days. Come on, say length of, length of days and strength of days. I'm confess it again. Length of, length of days and strength of days. According to your faith, be it unto you. And uh, let nobody judge you what you're believing God for. Um, but the reality is that uh, no matter how long you live, even though Lazarus was raised from the dead, how many believe he probably died? How many believe he's with the Lord now? yes. So all that focus is fine, and you should take care of that temple. But the goal is renewal day by day, and it's a promise for you that it is possible. Amen. Paul says boldly, we are being what? We are being renewed day by day. Make that confession. I am being renewed day by day. And if that's true, there are going to be certain marks in your life. There's going to be evidence of that. I at the scripture in Isaiah 57. Verse 10. You were tired out by the length of your road, yet you did not say it is hopeless. You found renewed strength, therefore you did not faint. Don't wait until you hit the wall to renew your strength. Don't wait until a crisis to to seek renewal. Amen. Amen. How do you know it's really hard to build a house in the middle of a storm? So be sure that you're doing what you need to be doing, renewing your mind, refreshing your heart, reconnecting to the church before you face some kind of an obstacle or some kind of a storm that is trying to steal, kill, and destroy, to divert, to distract, to deceive. Make sure you're doing that because you will find your hope, you'll find your strength in Him, and renewal is a promise of God. How many like the promises of God? Amen. I said, how many like the promises of God? Amen. And they're wonderful they're based on where you're at today, what, what your life is like, where your need is, areas like. You may be holding on and believing God for something, for financial assistance or, or a breakthrough in your body or something going on in a relationship, whatever it is. Everybody in here ought to be claiming the promise of renewal. It's tomorrow you can be more renewed than you were today. And do not judge what's going on inside of you by anything you're facing externally. We are talking about the spiritual nature of man. We're talking about the perfect creation that he made you and me alive. And we're talking about something that transcends anything natural or physical or biological. You don't get up tomorrow morning and say, I just feel terrible physically, so I must not be renewed. No, you're going to find that it's going to affect you physically to stay renewed. But we're talking about what you're doing on the inside. That's why you shouldn't make your decision about being in the house of God because of how you feel. Do you know that your spirit can, can make downloads even when you don't feel physically like being there? I've had people sleep through services. <laughs> just, a, just a couple times. You know probably a couple thousand times. We do ask the snores to go to the back, though. But, you know, if you, and this is a, a well point for parents, you know, we offer age appropriate ministry for kids and that is important, especially in the days we are living and to be under an anointing where they can understand these things. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago where those things just weren't available. And um, in my tradition, they didn't have them at all. They had maybe Sundays ago, that was it. But it wasn't common, you know, in church services and the spirit filled around for kids just to lay across a set of chairs or a pew, and they'd sleep. And there are people that actually looked into that. What kind of power, what kind of efficacy, what, what kind of influence did that spirituality have on them, even though they were little toddlers and they were sitting there sleeping in the, in the seat? They found out those kids were taking things home they didn't actually hear with their ears. There is impartation being made. That's right. You've got to make sure that you have you know, faith that if you are renewing your mind, there's benefit to that. Faith that if you're refreshing the heart, there's benefit to that. And faith to know that if you're reconnecting to the church, something is happening. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Every song, every prayer, yes. every sermon, every altar time, yes. something's happening. Yes. Every yes. baptism. Amen. And I've been doing this a while, a couple years. <laughs> and, and baptize a lot of people. And around here, we, we use other leaders to baptize because we don't want people to think that only a pastor, senior pastor, can, can baptize people. But I do enjoy immensely, and I want you to understand something, that, that every person in that baptistry that came up there, the, the intensity, the sincerity, every one of them, to my remembrance, had tears in their eyes as they were worshiping God and receiving from Him. There's a move of God in their hearts. We just weren't getting people wet and sending them home. His Holy Ghost, amen, is real. Yes, sir. I said He is real. Yes, sir. He is alive. Amen. And these things happen. And some of y'all were crying. Amen. Right. You sensed the Holy Ghost too. You sensed the gen- genuine thing that was going on in their lives. Amen. Praise, Praise God. God. So I'm just here to say that, uh, you know, all of these, these three things are key for you if you're really going to have that daily renewal. But don't think you're ever going to have it without the church. No. Amen. We talked about how the church is not preeminent over the word of God, nor is the declaration of the church preeminent over the word of God. But the word of God says the church is important. Yeah, right. So therefore, guess what? Yeah, yeah. It is important. That's right. Amen. If you just be steadfast and faithful and movable, always abounding in the things of God, you're going to renew and renew and renew, and you're going to be an amazing, effective tool in these last days. Amen. Are you ready to let the Lord use you? So let's uh, take a couple of these tonight. How to tell if your heart is right with God, the marks of a renewed heart. Number one, you, you wait upon the Lord in your walk with God. You literally have learned to wait upon him. What does Isaiah tell us in Isaiah forty? They, that that they wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew shall renew their strength. They'll what? They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll shrunk and not be weary. They shall what? Walk and not faint. And didn't that passage point out that it's not just older people that are getting weary? Age has nothing to do with it. What I mean is um, there are people in the, in the body of Christ who have gotten out of the habit of personally waiting on God. Mm-hmm. Right. They're just not in His presence like they used to be. And if you've really been renewed, if you are, are really, right, in, in terms of, of refreshing, refreshing of the heart, you're walking like you're supposed to, you're going to want to be in His presence. Look at somebody and say, How big is your want to? You want to be in his presence daily. Uh, not that I want to turn back over to Luke 10 tonight, but I can't help talking about it. Uh, Luke 10 around here is called the, the One Thing chapter. Uh, Luke 10, 38 through 42, we find that uh, Martha is busy, 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 trying to prepare a meal. And what's Mary doing? Absolutely nothing. Sitting at the master's feet, the Bible says, listening to everything that he says. But she doesn't just leave it at that. Now Martha has to go up to the Lord and say to the Lord, tell her to help me. Now I've said this a thousand times, but I want to say it again to this fine Wednesday night crowd. When you start telling the Lord what to do, your heart's not right. You are not the boss. You are the servant. The servant is not greater than the master. She is judgmental. She is bossy. Amen. She's absolutely in a, in a terrible and a foul mood. Why? Because she has not learned to wait upon the Lord. And, you know, these people in the body of Christ, they serve, serve, serve. They, they rush, rush, rush. They do, do, do. But they haven't learned to sit and rest. Now, it's not a question of serve or sit. But you'll find out that people who do not sit but they serve, they get into a place of burnout very, very quickly. We are to serve, amen, through our sitting, through our renewal. That strength coming into you. And what did Jesus say? Martha, Martha, I don't know about you, but when you're a kid and a parent or grandparent repeats your name, you're in trouble. I had a grandma that uh, she got frustrated and try- trying to call our name, so she just called them all. Jamie, Jamie, Gary, Art. <laughs> but when the Lord says, Martha, Martha, or says, Barbara, Barbara, there's something to be learned there. You are what? Worried and upset about many things. When you are not waiting upon the Lord, your worry and upset quotient goes up. And not just about legitimate things that may be real struggles. This is about everything. You begin to be a worrier and a person who is upset. Yeah. You absolutely are run now by fringed and emotions and, and things that aren't going right instead of Waiting. You know, instead of making a bunch of decisions that will destroy your life or taking other people down with you, what we need to do first and foremost is wait upon the Lord. And where we are renewed in front of that sense of renewal, we can discern what He is saying. We can serve as we're supposed to serve. We can do the things we're called to do. This is so critical. A person who is really renewed in the heart is going to be waiting upon God. Now in preparing for this and praying this afternoon for you, I, and I believe it's 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 relevant to people online to the Sunday morning crowd. How do you know everything I preach is relevant to the Sunday morning crowd? Amen. Yes. Many of you tip here, it's relevant for the Wednesday night crowd. Amen. As well. Amen. He said this, and it this doesn't always when in preparing a message, this is not always the way this works out, but when it does happen, it just It's stunning to me, and I know he's got a point to make. Amen. And our job as teachers and preachers are not supposed to come up with things and tell you what we think is good. But we're supposed to be what? Deliverers of the Word of God. And when he wants to step in, in a service prophetically, he can, or sometimes he'll give things to us yet in advance. And he said something very, very simple and very, very powerful. And this is what he said. He said, tell the church tonight that he misses them. He misses it. Our idea is we don't pray, so we're going to get thumped on the head. You know, if you're a parent and you don't see your kid, well, maybe your kid goes to college and you don't see him for a long time. What do you want to do? You want to see them. Now, being grandparents, is kind of like, you know, miss them squared. And the funny thing about grandkids is if they start crying, you just hand it back to their parents. It's a wonderful thing. Amen. But if you don't see him for a while, you miss him. Your your instinct is not, I just want to wrap that kid of mine on the head because we're not here. You want to spend time with him. Now you and I know what we derive from waiting upon the Lord. Have you ever thought about what he derives from you waiting upon him? absolute joy and pleasure having you in His presence. I remember many times over the holidays, uh, uh, Kelly's grandmother is a godly woman and left a great example. But she had a a mess of kids. How many kids did she have? 15. And when when she died, there's 125 descendants, something like that? That was back then. There's been many men who were born since then. But they would all just... Come through the house down there. Is it Almo or is it Dexter? Dexter, man. Okay. (laughs) Dexter Almo bottoms. Who knows, (laughs) amen? (laughs) And they would all just roll through. And as many as she had, if somebody didn't roll through, she what? She knew it and she missed them and asked about them. Um and say, what, what possible, you know, I mean, there are things they can do for her, but what in the world was she getting out of all that? The communion of being with her family. You're his family. And if you're not spending time with him, if you're not waiting on him, he misses you. I mean, think about that. Almighty God misses you. And you can remedy that just by turning the page and restarting again and being marked by a person that that waits upon the Lord. So your service then comes out of your waiting upon Him. And that's a promise that if you will do this, He's going to renew your strength. Every single time you get into His presence, you should should expect Him to renew you and embolden you. Can you do that today? Say it, Lord. Renew me. Embolden me. Minister to me but you also have to understand that you're ministering to Him just by showing up. Yeah. Now, if a parent or grandparent, you know, send word to a son or grandson, maybe they're old enough to drive as a grandkid, I miss you, would like to see you, what should that grandkid do? Go Amen. And what should be our response to God telling us that He misses us? Go Amen. Well, Amen. I'm in his throne room all the time, Pastor. Well, maybe that message isn't for you. This is the thing I know, that when God speaks like that, there might be a few here that need to. Mm-hmm. Say it with me, he misses me. You should put a big old smile on your face at the idea that your Heavenly Father misses you. Yes. What he could have said tonight, tell him I don't miss him at all. That's not what he's saying. Amen. Say, my Heavenly Father misses me and wants me in his presence. Isn't that wonderful? Put a big smile on your face and say, he misses. me. I'm going to go see him. Amen. No condemnation here. When the prodigal turned around, the Father did not give him a list of 50 things he did wrong. He missed him. Why was he out on that road? He missed it. Why had he already prepared the sandals and the ring and the robe and got ready, amen, on the dime's notice there to, to have the fat and calf prepared? Because he missed him. Amen. Say with a big smile My Heavenly Father misses me. I'm here with a raise hand and say, Yeah, I kind of relate to that. I can understand what you're saying. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't he a good God? A second mark that your heart is right with God is that you're thinking the thoughts of God consistently. You're the one with the responsibility to take forceful authority over your thoughts and bring them to a place of captivity. Go with me back to Isaiah 55. Say it, I'm, thinking I'm thinking the thoughts of God. Verse 6, seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him while he is near. How many glad he is available? Yes. And he misses you. Yes. <laughs> Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them and to our God for he will freely pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Say, well, he has thoughts that are different from mine. Why is this important to us? Well, to think the thoughts of God and not in contradiction to God's thoughts is a telltale sign that you're walking in a renewed state, that your heart is right. Now, again, it goes back to where your mind is being renewed. You're going to be able to actually do this. But you need to be thinking the thoughts of God about his love for you. You need to be thinking the thoughts of God about His plan for you. You need to be thinking the thoughts of God about what He says about healing or deliverance or miracles or signs or wonders. What does He say about the things of the Spirit? The thoughts of God. Thinking. So you would be thinking the thoughts of God. You say, well, how in the world could I do that? Because if you're holding a device tonight or holding the Bible in your lap, you have access to His thoughts. Yeah. That's how you think the thoughts of God. You push the thoughts that you're having out. You take the opinion over them, and you consciously think the thoughts of God. Now, to the extent that you've developed a habit of this, to that extent, you're going to be marked as as a person that's being renewed, that has a renewal in him. I'm thinking the thoughts of God. When I think the thoughts of God, it indicates that my heart is actually right. And again, you don't do this in a vacuum. You're not in a bubble. There's a war going on. And the war is for your thoughts, mm-hmm. your thinking. You know, it's not a, a very far journey from getting you to be tolerant of something to trying to get you to be an activist for something. Are you here today? Mm-hmm. And it comes in, in easy stages. The wickedness in this nation didn't come, amen, full throttle in our face. No, it didn't. It happened over time. We have literally fulfilled the concept of the frog in the kettle. The temperature was gradually raised so we didn't just jump out saying, what are you doing? And the noise is out there. And I'm believing that this nation is gonna rise up and there's gonna be kickback going on. Hallelujah, amen. I'm not, a, I'm not a bud drinker. I I somebody sent me a meme the other day, that, uh, actually it was today, and it said uh, $15 for a 12-pack with a $15 rebate. <laughs> you wonder why? Because it's expiring on the shelves. And anheuser Bush is actually paying, you know, to have these things removed from the wholesalers and from the retail outlets. Wow. And you think that uh, that industry would have learned its lesson. And then Coors, I mean, Miller Lite turns around and does the same thing. I'm thinking to myself, if I'm in Milwaukee and I see that uh, you know Bush just self-destructed, I'm going to do something different in Milwaukee. So what do I do? I walk down the same stupid road. I woke wokeism. Now personally, I don't care if they all go bankrupt. Amen. Amen. I've lived long enough to see the horrors of what this stuff does to people's lives, but they just don't seem to listen. Well, Target comes out and celebrates children's, children's wear and clothing with pro-woke and pro-alternative lifestyle slogans and didn't see it coming. Watch this now, Tar- women love Target. 20, watch this, 20 to 40, childbearing is their demographic. Did I, did I mention childbearing? Yes. I mentioned women. Yes. You know women with a womb. Yes. Not pretend women with a bulge. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? <laughs> women. He made them male and female. And female. Yes. Praise the Lord. I, I, I just can't believe you. Would say something like that. That's the whole problem. The church won't address it. We're idling. So a month ago they're bragging about their new line. Today they're scratching their heads why they're losing market value and shoppers left and right. I'm going to alienate ninety-nine percent of my market to get the one-tenth of one percent who are in this community. You don't believe there's a devil? These companies are being demonized and they don't even know it. Now, I don't know about you, but Adidas decides to promote a one-piece swimsuit that a a dudette can wear. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself... I'm not a lady. I'm not going to wear that. I mean, I wore a lot of speed suits, you know, through the years as a swimmer. But I'm thinking to myself, if I'm a lady, that does not encourage me to buy their product. One after another. And they're after you. There's a reason why they're doing drag shows in elementary schools and why they're doing them in libraries. They're after what? The thoughts. Take out the last barrier. Take out the last obstruction to their agenda. That's why the church has to stand up, not be silent about these things. I don't want to offend anybody. Well, they don't mind offending you. They don't mind offending our God. Don't mind offending the word of God. It's a poke in his eye. I said it before. I'm going to say it again. God's going to take his rainbow back. God's, God saw mankind, Genesis, and then his, his, every inclination of his heart was what? Evil continually. And a flood came. Mm-hmm. Righteous Noah and his family, and all the animals on the, on the ark, and then the door was shut and the flood came. And that rainbow showing up is a what? Sign. It's a sign. It is covenant Covenant people walk in protection and blessing, but those that defy him. That's right. That's right. It's not going to be water next time. No, it's not. It's going to be fine. That's right. When I see a rainbow, praise the Lord. My God did that. Amen. I'm on the right side of the rainbow. Hallelujah. Amen. Say it. I'm on the right side of the rainbow. Amen. Did you know there's a backhand to the rainbow? It is, by design, it is supernaturally, you know, uh, onslaught of, of, of demons of every order right now. It's not just a few principalities here. There's one man in God that said that every single major city in America now has been demonized. It's under the control of the wicked one. And if you look at what's going on, hey, I know what, we had 15 murders last week. What's the solution? Let's take away the funding for the police. That'll work. It didn't work. Well, let's refund them. They're N-U-T-S. Nuts. They're all nuts. My little niece, Tamlin, used to listen. She used to spend time with my mom and dad in Arizona. And so, uh, and we were, actually, they lived in Illinois at that time, but she was just a really little toddler, and she's a really, really smart kid. Uh, she was on the, uh, the NASA program that was decorated for fixing the issue when the shuttle blew up, they corrected the engineering problem. They were all decorated by the president for their efforts. And then Obama shut the whole thing down. That's a whole other story. But uh, like a little tape recorder, she would pick up on sayings of my mom. I mean, that's a dangerous thing right there (laughs) all by itself. That's just, (laughs) and so, I don't know what happened. They were driving or something like that, and somebody was acting a fool. And, and Tamlin goes, They're all on drugs, meanwhile. They're all on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that sound like? <laughs> Come on, say, it. They're all on drugs. All How else would you explain this? I mean, sports bra on a dude? And that's supposed to entice a young lady to buy the product? For their sports events, it doesn't make any sense. And it's coming nonstop. It is is like a fire hydrant. You put your mouth in a fire hydrant just trying to deal with the blow, it's coming at you. We don't need to be less engaged in terms of what we're doing with our minds. Well, you got to get in the habit of casting down vain imaginations, amen? The mark of the renewed is that you're thinking the thoughts of God. Amen. Right. amen. And holding to God's morality is, is not hate speech. I'm sorry, but again, that's a lie. Designed to shut you up. And there are several countries in Europe right now, that's what they call hate speech. It's, it's prominent now in the thinking of many Canadian officials. It's hate speech. no. <clears throat> The truth can't be hate speech. No, It's what? It's truth. It's true. Say it with me. It's truth. It's truth. So what if you're the devil and you get into the church and then you convince people in the church there's no hell? There's no rapture? Love is love? No, love is not love. It's defined for us in Scripture. Everybody, come on, say it. Thinking the thoughts of God. Think of God. Say it again. Thinking the thoughts of God. Your job is not to think the thoughts of some man. That's right. Your job is not to think the thoughts of a government or an organization or a lobby or a group or a demographic. Your job is to think the thoughts of God. Yes. Say it. Thinking. Thinking. Say it again. Thinking. Thinking. Say it again. Thinking, Thinking. The thoughts of whom? The thoughts of? Of God. I'm just uh, trying to figure out how I could just put everything I'm thinking into a message one day for <laughs> the future. <laughs> but one thing you need to realize, it's not by accident this stuff is going on. You say, people aren't preaching, there's no hell in pulpits in America. Yes, they are. People aren't preaching that God doesn't care about trans in the pulpit. Yes, they are. You would be surprised. He's after your thoughts. Now, you don't have to be judgmental, amen, hate filled to take a stand on what is true. Amen. That's right. Amen. Thinking the thoughts of God, thinking thoughts that are true. Whatever is true, whatever is noble whatever is wow. pure, etc. You and I are called to the standard of thinking the thoughts of God. God these Amen. Yeah, right. Now, Ms. Sharon comes in one day to work. She says, uh, today I, I identify as a gazelle. <laughs> and uh, I, I expect, uh, you know, accommodation for my gazelle lifestyle. And instead of, you know, Craig cutting the back 40, just leave it there for the gazelle to eat. (laughs) Yum, yum. Now, as crazy as that is, psychologists used to call people who called themselves they and them multiple personality disorder. You see this? Now, as a child of God, you're called to think the thoughts of God. Right. Say, it, thinking, thinking the, thoughts the thoughts of God. God, God. How you many know she's not a gazelle? That's right. Will never be a gazelle? Never. She's made in the image of God. That's Amen. right. Amen. <laughs> but the pressure is on for everybody in the office to be politically incorrect and woke is to agree with her. Now, it's bad enough that she calls herself a gazelle. But now they want everybody else to call her a gazelle as well. So it's not that she now suspends reality. We all have to suspend our reality. Let me give you another word for suspending your reality. Lie. Amen. Do you know that you can take a mule, Mm -hmm. cut its ears, shine its coat, (coughs) put some shoes on it, put some racing colors on it, put a jockey on it, and stick it in, amen, with all the other racehorses? And when that gate opens up, you know what's going to happen? It's going to stand right there. (laughs) It's a mule. No matter how you paint it up, it's still A a mule. Now you don't have to be a crusader over this, but you do need to be aware that this is not accidental. It is not something that's just happening. It's intentional of the enemy to corrupt the thinking of God's people. And it's working in a lot of quarters. I turn to somebody and say it ain't working here. Male and, female, Male and female. He created them. He created them. Amen. For a Christian to go down this path, they have to become a pretty proficient liar. And that's not thinking the thoughts of God. Amen? Say it with me. Renewing the mind. Refreshing the heart. Reconnecting the church. What do you suppose is happening to the thinking of somebody who divorced the church years ago and they're sitting out there by themselves? And all they're getting is what society says. They're done. Amen. Praise God. Everything in your life, everything you're dealing with, can be addressed if you'll just think the thoughts of God about that particular area. Find out what He thinks. Find the place where it is written and renew your mind to that and stay on that. That is a mark of the renewed. Say it I am am renewed in the heart, heart. I am am renewed in my mind. I I choose to think the thoughts of God about every scenario, every situation. Amen. Some of y'all are still stuck on do that. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, take a look at who's here tonight. You are the last bastion in this nation. You're the born again. The spirit filled, the tongue talking, the word of faith people. You're it. If we start thinking incorrectly, our nation doesn't have a prayer. Amen. But say it, I'm stubborn. I shall not be. be. Say it, I shall not be. I shall not be moved. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big hand clap and thank Him for it.